0: My name is Anne Clear. I'm an Irish composer and I was the Irish artist in residence at the Soundscape Festival in Italy this summer. I guess first of all was in contact with Nathaniel, who is the festival director, about possible ideas for a programme of Irish music and also two lectures related to music that's happening in Ireland at the moment. And he suggested that perhaps I could think about building a concert around some vocal repertoire um, as not many other Irish composers had looked at that area before and often there's a lot of uh, vocal participants in the festival looking for repertoire. I ended up with a programme of pieces from Roger Doyle, Ellis Cherniak, Jenny Walsh, Donica Dennehy. Karen Power, Gráinne Mulvey, and Atusa Porhosini, who's um, a visual artist, a video artist. I kind of looked at the idea of voice from starting with Roger's piece, uh, which is the Iron the Alphabet, which is a piece I heard years and years ago from his kind of epic collection, Babel. So this was an electroacoustic piece And it followed into Ellis Cherniak's piece, which is for live voice, uh, pre-recorded electronics, and a video element of a train that's kind of just constantly moving forward. And that kind of extends in a way from Roger's piece, where there's this idea of a formation of language. Ellis has more of a, a song tone to his piece, And then that moves into uh, Jennifer Walsh's piece, Everything You Own Has Been Moved to a Depot Somewhere, uh, which is for three performers where the idea of movement and voice are introduced. Again, this kind of this uh, trajectory of the voice and the body kind of being used. Uh, And then that moves into Donika Dennehy's Junkbox Fraud. Uh, which is for two voices, small ensemble, electronics and video. And this again is it's quite theatrical, related to Jenny's. The voices also are related to the, the previous pieces. From this kind of theatrical piece of Donica's I moved into a piece by Karen Power and Lance Olsen, which is it's really kind of stunning twenty minute piece where there's a kind of retelling of the uh, Minotaur myth. It's called the Dream Lives of Debris. And you kind of realise as it goes on that Debris is actually a little girl in this case. And it kind of follows from Donica's also because there is this video element and this kind of um, digital kind of um, aesthetic to Donica's piece that also kind of moves into Karen's piece. Also, the video element in um, Karen's pieces kind of moves into this image of water. That brings us into uh, Gronya Mulvey's piece, The Seafarer, which is obviously based around the idea of water. After this kind of long 20 minute piece by Karen Power and Lance Olsen, the voice in Gronya's piece really kind of soars and you hear it kind of sing very freely after kind of this concert of building towards that. The last piece then is a short video piece by Atusa Purhasini. It's just this really beautiful two minute piece where the camera is moving above and below uh, the waves of the ocean. So it follows from Gráinne's piece, which is, as I said, also about water. I had a kind of shape in mind for the concert. I kind of wanted to create an experience in a way, rather than have five or six or seven completely different pieces that are hard to connect. Um, I really wanted to almost think about orchestrating these pieces as one kind of thing. I worked with the participants uh, in the festival to kind of weave these pieces together in a way. So we had no breaks in between them. One piece moved into the other. We worked on lighting to make sure those transitions could happen. Also thought carefully about where to place each piece. You know, video elements kind of complement each other, as do the electronic elements and the live performers. I find a lot of uh, concerts that I go to are quite confusing in a way. It's not that each piece isn't interesting but they can often be so unconnected to each other and I think also there can kind of be this territorial ground for a lot of composers where they're like I do this and this person does that and I think that's actually very confusing for the general public uh, who don't know what the territories are so I really think for people to connect with contemporary music I like a better effort needs to be made to connect work rather than disconnect it and to work on the visual elements, like not just I don't mean including video or choreography or anything, but just even the clapping between every pieces, the constant changes They can be quite hard for, I think, an audience to to understand. I think that kind of production level could really do with a lot of work and that would actually help um, communicate these ideas a lot better. Whenever I curate anything, I try to think about it almost like, as I said, kind of orchestrating a piece in a way, thinking about the shape of it, really pacing ideas in a certain way. You know, it feels like a type of compositional exercise. So I gave two lectures. One was related to the concert. Uh, and that was about uh, surrealist influences on the music of the concert. So I looked at some Irish artists like uh, Leonora Carrington, Flann O'Brien, uh, Louis Le Bracay, alwyn Ferrer, Amanda Coogan. A lot of visual artists, performance artists, who are also working in a similar vein to a lot of this repertoire, where uh, they're they're playing with movement and choreography and voice and um, texture and timbre and uh, video elements. And I kind of looked how that has possibly influenced contemporary Irish music and, and vice versa. The second lecture I gave was on my own music just to give, I suppose, a background on on what interests me in terms of the, the concert I programmed and uh, my relationship to that art. My own work is moving in uh, directions connected to this, uh, more in the area of uh, working with visual elements but also i think a lot of the these surrealist ideas that i mentioned of things that are, are things that have always interested me and that i've kind of seen too i suppose in the the composers that i picked to program you know i think there's always this slightly kind of otherworldly influence to a lot of these artists work like playing with the kind of ordinary and the extraordinary and the dream world and um, the theater of that Uh, so that's definitely something that connects to my own work and i think there's a kind of maybe almost a type of irish surrealism that hasn't yet been defined thinking back on the last century and even more than that Ireland was such a kind of repressed country that these kind of ideas were always hidden and buried and I think now when we look back we see there were people there that were actually possibly surrealists Uh, it wasn't just like in France there probably were Irish surrealists but they couldn't quite exist in their time either so it's looking at ideas like that and I think that's a kind of related to composers now and how how much freedom there is to express ideas. It was interesting for the participants to work on the concert with this idea of of not having applause or breaks between pieces and thinking of it almost like a theatre practice, like one uh, long piece rather than lots of little pieces. I think that was pretty unusual for a lot of them, but they really really enjoyed it Um, and the audience too I think they felt like it was a one kind of experience rather than six little experiences I think that gave them a lot of food for thought about how they program their own concerts because they're mainly performers so it's important that they think about what they program and how they program it and produce it and what role the audience plays in that. In the next month, I'll go to Iceland twice for two different projects, which is kind of unusual because I've never been to Iceland. So I have a large ensemble piece being performed in Harpa. So the Northern Lights Hall in Harpa, which is this beautiful concert hall on the harbour in Reykjavik. Uh, so, E.M. Four will be performed there, which is a piece for contrabass flute solo and a specialised electronic ensemble. So that's quite a big piece and production that will happen on the thirteenth of October. And then later in the month, I'm working on a project with Ensemble Mosaic, who are based in Berlin, and a visual artist in Reykjavik called Margaret Blondal. And together, we're kind of reinterpreting one of my older pieces called Unable to Create an Off-Screen World. And so we're kind of making a remix of this piece and it will include live movement by the performers and interacting with these sculptures that uh, Margaret has made for the piece. So those are the main two things in the next month, both in Iceland. (laughs) (laughs)